G'day and welcome to the Creative Tea Break. This is a very special edition which comes all the way from Australia and we're going to be looking at having a creative career in an unlikely place. Welcome. This is Dylan and as you've heard from the intro, I'm currently in Australia. And that sound you can hear is dried eucalyptus leaves under my feet crunching as I walk and I'm actually on the outskirts of a small town called Wagga which is a rural town in the middle of New South Wales about five and a half hours both from Sydney and Melbourne in the middle there and you can hear the cockatoos over my head occasional maybe the occasional kookaburra laughing and I'm outside my old family farm which is where I spent a lot of my childhood and it's very different to where I am now. Not, not many people may know this about me, but this is where I used to round up goats and chickens and, and I lived that farm life. I'm currently walking down a, a dirt road which stretches from the old family farm gates down to the Murrumbidgee River. And often I'd come home from school in the summer and the spring. I would get to mid 40 sometimes, so I'd come home and get on my motorbike or in a, in a car and I'd drive up that road to the to the beach and I'd cool off. Currently we're in, I think we're in drought technically, but that's often the case in Australia as you may know and that river's almost dried up and I'm walking past a, what we call the lagoon which is currently not a lagoon at all and I actually don't think it's been a lagoon for a long time, it's a dried creek bed really. But I used to fish here, I used to catch yabbies here which is an Australian term for like a a freshwater crayfish used to build boats and uh, paddle out on the water and even when living here on the farm I wanted to be a creative professional when I when I grew up and I ended up going to university here and studying uh, close by but being a rural town there's an understanding that when you graduate when you go and try and uh, cut your teeth in your creative career you uh, need to go to Sydney or Melbourne, those two capital cities I mentioned, which are the, are the nearest kind of hubs for, for creative industries, as it were. And I guess that's the case even in the UK, in any, in any country really. In the UK, there might be an expectation that you need to go and cut your teeth in London or Edinburgh and Ma Manchester or places like that. And you can only, you know, you're disadvantaged if you're in any other town. So... That really got me thinking. So what I've done, while I'm, while I'm here, I'm actually here visiting, visiting family for the Easter break. Um, Meg and I have just done a bit of a trip around the world. We've just gone to Japan. We're in Australia now. We're off to, to San Francisco shortly. But I've got an exciting guest to talk to about this very topic. His name's Matt Beaver, and he's really established himself as a, as a you know, really successful photographer. He's worked with some really cool brands. He's worked with Google. He's worked with Telstra. He's worked with the National Australia Bank and tourism departments and Frero. And he's actually thriving because he's in a country area. So I want to talk to him all about his views on the topic, on establishing a creative career in an unlikely place, in the hope that it encourages people listening to this podcast who may not find themselves in the typical place for a creative career that they too can thrive. So sit back, it's not too long of an interview, but I'm hoping it's really helpful and you can glean something from it.
So I was looking at your bio and you did TV. You got a background in TV. Yeah, TV, Charles Sturt University, 2001 or two or 2000, I think I started. Uh, yeah, TV. So for those who uh, don't know, those listening, I did the exact same course and I had no idea that you did. You went to the same uni as me. We have never met before. Uh, well, maybe we have. Is it possible? Maybe we passed it. Was there some sort of like mentoring program or buddy system? I don't think <laughs> there was. You didn't like... There so wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, so you've got a background in TV and you've gone into photography later yep. on. So did you go straight from university to work in TV? Yeah, so I finished um, university 2003, I think, um, and went to Sydney, um, moved to Wagga, worked in Wagga for a few years, and um, we had some friends who were uh, running a community development organisation in Uganda, um, and yeah, we moved over, we visited them a few times, um, and we ended up moving them, moving there and working for a while there, um, so they'd uh, work in one of the um, urban sort of slum areas in Kampala, which is the capital city. And they run programs uh, like helping widowed mothers in the community, give them a skill, train them up in the business in the business so they can actually sort of run their own business by themselves and look after their kids. Um, yeah, so we're there for a year and then came back to Wagga again. Okay, and now you're established in Wagga as yep. a photographer. Yeah. Yep. So why the move from film to photography? Um, I, I shot a lot of video on, and stills in, in Uganda and came back to Wagga and just still shooting a bit of video on Wagga and then um, just shot a lot of photography for clients and um, yeah, just kept doing that. So a bit of an organic and a natural yeah, progression. Sort of, yeah. yeah, yeah. Very progressive. Yeah, okay. So you've got a... Are you, are you from Sydney originally or are you from Wagga originally? I'm from Sydney. Right, originally. so you're from Sydney. You've moved to... You've come to Wagga for uni. Yep. At that point in time, if someone had told you that you'd end up living in Wagga as a full-time creative, what would you have said? No. <laughs> that will not happen. That will not happen. Um, and as, as, you, as you probably know as well, there's that stigma that, all right, you finished uni, now go back to a metro city and work. Yeah. So <clears throat> and there'll be people who don't know this particularly about Australia if they're not from here, but they'll have their own version of this in their own country, which is here in Australia, although it's a, a huge country, decent sized population, we've got, particularly for us, Wagga is smack bang in the middle between Sydney and Melbourne really, isn't it? So when you particularly want a career in the creative industries, there's that assumption that you need to move to, as you said, a metro area, which for us would be Sydney or Melbourne. So graduating uni, uh, was it the same for you? We had a group of TV execs come in, or whatever they are, uh, HR people. And some would be from Sydney, some would be from Melbourne, most of them probably Sydney. And you'd go off, if you're lucky, to one of those two places. Yeah? Yeah. So for you, working full-time at Wagga as a creative probably might have sounded unrealistic, maybe, and also maybe that it might have been a quite a low-grade kind of creative career. Would I be right in saying that? Yeah. 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 So how, how have things changed over that, over that sort of, we're talking about 15 years ago there probably, so that 15 year period, what's changed to make that more of a, uh, less of a reality? Has something changed in your perception? Has something changed in terms of the industry? Yeah, um, pro well, probably a bit of both. Um, content has become more important for everyone. 
um, but f particularly as a photographer, content has become more important for businesses, um, and that's obviously because of the pro proliferation of the internet. Um, so there's obviously that component where every business is online and they need some form of content, um, and that's probably been the, the biggest change. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, in a lot of the regional and rural areas, there's people making content because it's so important for you know, businesses in these regional areas. Because mm. um, mm. we're from a background where content would be on, what, four, four stations? ABC, SBS, 9, 7, 10, oh, yeah, 5, yeah? Yeah, you got it. Um, yeah. Uh, and that'd be it. Like, you know, you can get a million views on YouTube mm. with a good cat video. <laughs> yeah. So you've got that change with, thanks to the internet, largely, um, in terms of your own perceptions where you would have fallen into that idea of you have to live in Sydney and Melbourne. Um, how has that changed for you? What have you discovered about working creatively in a, in a rural area in terms of your work-life balance? Um, how, did you, how did you find that small period of time in Sydney compared to, to being here? Um, it's a completely different lifestyle, I, I guess. Um, and I think, you know, now you can be based anywhere and as long as you can actually communicate with your clients or whoever you're working with or um, there's a, there's a much bigger opportunity to be working wherever you want and work somewhere that suits your lifestyle and still be producing whatever sort of work you want to produce but it takes a bit more effort mm -hmm. um, and it you know it it's harder in some aspects but easier in other aspects um, yeah, I, like I, I've, I work with a retoucher and he was, he's from Bondi and now he's based in, um, I think he's based in Bali and he, he's got these skills that, you know, really sought after retoucher in Australia and he lives in Bali. And he still hasn't affected his work at all? Hasn't affected his work. He's just working a bit harder on LinkedIn. <laughs> right. Okay. But in terms of your own work, has your product productivity changed from being in Sydney Comparatively to a rural area, yeah, I, I, um, obviously the big one, the big one for me is the commute. Um, in in Sydney, in particular, you've got an hour commute each way, um, so it's two hours of your day gone. Um, in, in Wagga, where I am, we've got, you know, a 10, 12 minute commute if we have to go, mm -hmm. if I have to go to work, mm -hmm. um, to to get my work done that mm -hmm. day. So there's a big difference in commute, and and it's just easier to get things done in the regional area. Um, Less travel, it's less hassle. I don't pay for parking. Um, I don't pay fit, you know. I don't pay tolls. Yeah, um, yeah. It's the benefits are, are, are pretty good in in regards to just if just financially and just yeah yeah um, cost of living yeah and production yeah yeah yeah. And what's the view of people? I'm assuming you've got old school friends and friend family maybe in Sydney. What's the view of you having a creative career in and living in somewhere like Wagga? Is it one of scorn or is it one of envy um it i i, I guess like I, I you know a lot of my friends are probably just jealous of the of the lifestyle <laughs> um i was leaving the studio the other day and i had a mate who, who called me and just to catch up and 10 minutes later i said right well i'm at home now I've, I've got to go and he was pretty disappointed with the fact that he had an hour commute still ahead of him um and i i, I guess pursuing a creative career in a regional area um it is challenging and some people are surprised that you can pull it off, I guess. Mm. Um, 
but yeah, it's it's worth it if you, if you're willing to to strategize how you do it. Yeah, I think for me, so my my story is that I I left uni quite quickly, went to the UK. So I was in the UK by 2006, and the pressure was to go to London. And in fact, if I say I'm from the UK here, everyone thinks I'm just from London, right? But it, when I said I was going to be basing myself in South Wales, it raised a few eyebrows because obviously traditionally that's not a, the easiest place to start a creative career. But I found that once I got my foot in the door, because there's a sense of community and less competition and everyone knows everyone, as long as I did a good job and kept my reputation good, then I would be, I've never advertised in over 10 years. Um, because every, it's word of mouth. Everyone said, do you know someone who does X, Y, Z? Yes, I do. They did this. Or I saw that thing you had done. Who did that? And that spreads. Have you found that the same in, in Wagga, that there's that community aspect where your name is sort of spread about in that sense? Yeah. Um, Wagga is a really good, you know, it's a tight-knit community. Everyone knows everyone. Um, and even just in your business dealings, it's, you know, everyone trusts each other Mm. um there's a lot more trust and you know you're not just a line item you're actually part of the community so i I feel like there's a big there's a big advantage with that and word of mouth referrals are uh, are very good if you do a good job like you said yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) and um yeah i i I think the tighter the the smaller communities are are really valuable like that because you can get your name out there you can actually meet the people who you're paying Mm. your bills um and uh, a, a lot of my clients who I work with in Wagga, I'm, I'm really good friends with because, um, you know, there's not this sort of separation of um, professional and, and I guess, um, you know, personal as much because you're living okay. in the same community, you see each other for coffee down the road. Gotcha, yeah. Yeah, I, and I think one aspect, the internet's changed. So the internet's changed things in the last sort of decade, not just because we can remotely work in terms of access, like we can physically send an email and speak to someone, um, open up communication. But also, um, every business now, anywhere, almost needs the same things. It might be at different levels and different campaigns, but we all need to communicate in an online world. So a decade ago, let's say now, we graduated uni. Well, not everyone needs a sitcom produced. You know, that's very niche. And that's going to be someone with the money based in the metro area. But now every business needs photography or video or social media and whatever creative things people are talking about, uh, e-commerce, websites, whatever it is. Uh, it's almost made a level playing field for a lot of companies, hasn't it? Obviously, different companies have more of a budget and different strategy. Um, but all of a sudden, all these companies in rural areas need all these creative things doing to perform they might have only had a, I don't know, a sign, write, sign writer or a printer doing something, and that was it. Um, but now, you're, you're in Wagga, and Wagga's got, what, 60,000 people? Or is it a bit more now? Pro- probably a bit more now, but yeah. 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 I, I say 60. Yeah, 60. But there's no shortage of businesses for someone who wanted to base himself here because they all need things doing, don't they? There's a big um, sort of startup community as well in Wagga that's sort of ticking along well as well. And there's a lot of, um, there's a few online businesses in Wagga and also all the established businesses, they now, like you said, they just now need online content. They need um, to, they need eyeballs. Mm. 
Um, and it wasn't a big necessity previously. And mm. a lot of it was just, you know, print and TV was how you advertise. Mm. Um, and that's that's completely changed. People need more content and they're, they're just hungry for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think if you're creating content now, it's, it's a good time to, to be alive. Yeah, yeah. And, and that, that is something that is, I would say, particularly unique to Australia is uh, independent business. Definitely more independent. It's coming from the UK where we're so far the other way, I think, where we just got big brands swallowing up smaller brands and we end up with retail parks with the same 10 companies that you could just recycle. Here in the UK, we've got, uh, in Australia, there is independent business everywhere, isn't there? But I would say that's not just unique to Australia, that is still unique to small towns as well. Um, so someone who is basing themselves in a rural town, um, small town, whatever, however you want to phrase it, there are businesses around that still need your services, you know? and they're more readily going to talk, turn to someone who's in that area and local. Because as you said, they know the name. If someone's recommended you, they'll trust the recommendation. Um, and as long as you can get your foot in the door and do a good job, then you really can establish yourself. Yeah. And business is all about relationship. And if you're based in a regional area, it's much easier and quicker to develop good relationships with people. Mm. Um, it's, and it's just quicker to build trust and mm. have people that just trust you to do whatever job you, you know, they need done. It's a, it's a harder gig in the city and it takes a longer yeah yeah so my wife noticed that you're one of the brands you'd work with a great list of brands that you've worked with one of them is being uh frero yeah so good we, chocolate yeah we were very jealous of jealous of that hoping assuming you've uh, got a sample a fair bit i have I, I do get to sample um a fair bit so they've got a um they've got a hazelnut experimental hazelnut farm did you um, say experimental? Experimental. Experimental hazelnut farm. Hazelnut farm. It's the first and last time you hear that mentioned on this podcast. That's exactly right. <laughs> experimental hazelnut farm, um, where they basically have this farm. They have all sorts of different soils, all sorts of different ways they develop their crops. Um, and it's experimental, so they can work out what grows best in this particular region under whatever soils. Um, and so I've done a lot of, uh, of work shooting um, some of their brand stuff down down here and amongst that farm and a lot of their corporate stuff as well. Okay. Oh, so the farm's quite near here, is it? Yeah, yeah. It's about an hour from... from okay. Yeah. So you've been able to capitalise on, in that sense, that's a good example, for a big brand, you've been able to capitalise on your rural location, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like a, a lot of the a lot of the larger brands I work with are sort of, they need someone sort of close to the local area that they can actually get to do their work. Mm. Um, and again, someone that sort of knows the locations and, and you know can get talent and has a bit has a bit of a clue on the area. Mm. So you'd actually would you actually say that even for the, the larger brands you've worked with, the international brands, national brands, that you've actually managed to thrive due to your rural location, not in spite of it. You've actually it's actually been a benefit. Yeah, um, especially for photo especially for photography because if you know, if you're a brand and you're going to send out, it becomes a lot more expensive to send out a crew into a regional remote area. Mm. Um, so there's the advantage of just being local and having the sort of quality of work that can get a, a brand to sort of where they want to be. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I think a lot of the reason um, I've been able to do well is just because I'm based in a regional area. Mm. And, and how do you think things are going to change in another, let's say, another 15 years? So 15 years ago, you're in uni and you're thinking, I'd never have a creative career here. It has to be Sydney or Melbourne. 
Now you're 15 years on and you're thriving because of it. Things are starting to change in the industry. In another 15 years, how do you imagine Australian creative career in terms of cities, rural areas changing? I think, um, I know in particularly in Australia, the population sort of shifting to some, some of the regional areas um, just because of housing and affordability and life and um, cost of living. Um, and I, th I think just, just naturally that population growth will open up more opportunities. Um, and I, I guess in regional areas, just like in, in city areas, part of being creative is having your own unique style and look and feel and, mm. and skill set. And I, st I still think that's going to be just as important. Okay. Um, do, do you think yeah. your, your aesthetic has changed because of being rural? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Um, my, well, my particular aesthetic has, is a lot more sort of on the, the raw and authentic and sort of gritty and, and dusty side, which is just part of the environment yeah, yeah. um yeah. did that start in uganda do you think yeah i i um a lot of the stuff I, stuff i shot in uganda was sort of you know very raw and you know gritty and dirty and authentic and then um a lot of this, the brand work that i've got here is just because of those images that i've shot overseas and that look and that feel that a lot of companies sort of want right for okay. particular campaigns yeah 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 so it's kind of gone full circle from uganda and yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. In the UK, we've got cities that people might feel pressured to base their career in. What would be your advice to those people? Um, I, th I think as a creative, is you know, focus on, you know, your carving out your niche that, that you're, you're good at. Carving out, um, you know, doing your personal work that's your showcase work, working on your portfolio, the usual stuff, um, and focus on that in your regional area. And... Um, if you've got that look and feel about your work and you've got that reputation in your local area, that's just going to move across to other areas if you want to work in those as well. And, and, and you need a bit of resilience as well, don't you? Because people will give you a bit of stick, won't they? Yeah, I, I, people, people can look sort of funny at you when you're, when you're based in a, for whatever reason, when you're based in a regional sort of rural area. But it's, um, it's funny, you're... You'll have, I'll often be on, on shoots out in these, you know, paddocks of, let's say, wheat or whatever, and there's some people from Sydney down there like, this is amazing, this is fantastic, and, and what I forget is that I see, you know, you see wheat fields all the time, mm. um, and it's pretty standard. Mm. So, I want to be clear that, like, we're not, we're not bad-mouthing working in the city, are we? No. I, I, I think the important thing is, is where, like, wherever you live is to to make it work and, mm. and have a go and don't let that become a limiting factor. Mm. Um, like if you're living in a city area, you don't want to be sitting there going, oh, you know, there's so much competition for my career and my job, yeah. you know. Um, you don't want that to limit you. And on likewise, if you're based somewhere remote, you don't want that to limit you either. And you just, you know, these are all obstacles just to be overcome. So that was Matt. Big thanks to Matt. He was a really good sport. We had a bit of technical problems, so... Really appreciate him, not just coming, not for just coming, but for putting up with those issues. Um, I really encourage you to check him out online, connect with him, because he's, he's a fantastic photographer and he's, 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 he's a great person as well. So big thanks to Matt. If you've got any questions about having a career in an unlikely place, I'd uh, love for you to all reach out on social media because it's something that for Meg and I, we've both experienced. As, as I said in the interview there, we both, well, I've moved from 
from an unlikely place right here in the middle of New South Wales in a country town. And we're in South Wales, which is probably an atypical place for a creative career in many people's eyes. But so we've got you've got a real heart for a real kind of a soft spot for people going through those issues. So if you've got any questions, please reach out. It'd be great to get the conversation going. As always, like and subscribe to the podcast. That'd be really appreciated. And leave us some feedback as well. Again, thanks to Matt. And a big thanks to you for listening as well. I'll see you back in the UK. Cheers. Cheers.